Hello again, and it is a Tuesday. We are after the 4th of July. Hope you guys all had a safe and happy holiday. Uh, Took a little bit of a break uh, for about a month, month and a half. A lot going on. A lot going on. A lot happened real fast. I know the, the world opens up and we just move. We find it available to us again. We are we are free. At least most of us. I mean, we should be our free in our minds, but we are free. We're free to move about the country again. Things are opening up. We are able to visit. We're able to go to uh, more appointments or visit countries or at least visit states. Uh, I just heard this morning that cruises are opening up, so that's actually happening. Uh, you know, again, being in Vegas, traffic is increasing, so that is a kind of a depressing feat. Uh, I was just in California this past week, and traffic there is worse than what it was a year ago when I was there visiting my mom. And we're here, right? We are here. We are experiencing new things, old things as new things. Uh, and it's all kind of like, I hope a time for us to recenter again. You know, I wrote about this in the book, my memoir about how, you know, we had that time to, to really reflect and understand what is valuable to us and what we, what matters the most intrinsically instead of extrinsically, right? Uh, and now I actually have a concern as we're seeing these things that we're going to have to be extrinsically motivated again. You know, are we going to actually now look to outer excitement, things that we can touch, things that we can see as opposed to loving and enjoying the time within. So uh, it's a concern that I have. Uh, I am glad we're opening up. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I wish we stayed, you know, on lockdown and underneath the covers, wondering if the world was going to end, you know, wearing our hazmat suits as we went outside to get the mail. But uh, can we merge that? Can we merge that understanding, that well-being? Can we merge that intellect that we were given, that awakening we were given? Uh, so again, another time to recenter. Uh, uh, again, a lot of crazy experiences have happened just in the past week. Uh, and you know, there are moments that happen in your life that shock you, but they're supposed to shock you because they allow you to really reflect on who you are and what matters and how things are important and how people are important and self-love is important. So, you know, sometimes the, again, the greatest tragedy is the greater reward in the long run because you're able to see, you know, either the people in your life that value you, that show you importance, that show you true love, unconditional love. So, you know, it's really kind of a, a chance to look back on your place and your purpose going through all the ups and downs. Again, we only should be looking through the rear view mirror to learn for the present and then, of course, taking that for the future. Because if we don't learn from the past, you're just going to repeat it. You'll repeat the cycles. That is... Um, something I believe in, something I truly believe is going on within this country, that we actually are living cycles perpetually until we actually learn and make a different choice, uh, make a different outcome for ourselves because we're actually 
maybe reflecting and looking at the higher self and the higher good within that choice as opposed to just reacting and choosing from the ego. Uh, the ego, of course, is sometimes the most detrimental thing we can have because it does not allow us to actually see purpose in place. It allows us to only focus on uh, where we actually are valued by others. And of course, wait, am I contradicting myself? No, what I mean by valued by others is how they view us as opposed to, well, you should only care about how you view you. Because people are going to view you the way their energy or their emotions allow them to. Uh, You know, there's so many different contrasts coming in that you're thinking of. You know, you sometimes, the people that you're around will mirror your your reality as in your energy. So if you're around good people constantly and you always have great relationships with people and great conversation and stuff, it's because you're a good person because you reflect that. If you're constantly in chaos, if you're constantly at odds, you're constantly uh, being some sort of volatile and a volatile relationship. Like it, I know there's like classifications, especially like in couples that, well, oh, you have a volatile marriage. Well, that's not good. You shouldn't have a volatile marriage and that's how you guys function. Like, you, you know, you shouldn't function in chaos. It's not safe. It's not healthy. It's not a coordinating effort to function in chaos. All right, that is because your energy is not matching because you guys are reflecting the reality you see and you're reflecting that negativity towards each other constantly because you're not being put in your best place. Uh, So, and then there's a lot of interesting thoughts uh, that I'm kind of, you know, touching right here and I can get onto so many different tangents on that. So, but the key, of course, thing I want us to maybe think about is that we are moving forward in this whole entire new realm, uh, a new earth, a new world, uh, you know, a post-pandemic world. But, you know, the pandemic is not necessarily over. You know, it might never be over. We have, you know, other things, possibilities. You know, we heard the term, you know, the new term, of course, is Delta variant. Uh, You know, again, you can believe what you want with that, uh, how that all works. But again, it's a post-lockdown slash pandemic world, but it really it still is here. Uh, it's going to be a conversation. We have, of course, the vaccine conversation. Being a school teacher, I know that's a big issue. Being vaccinated, will kids have to be vaccinated? Will all teachers have to be vaccinated? Uh, you know, how is that going on? You know, and I think if we start... Honestly, worrying about all these extrinsic, either things that enjoy we can we have joy from, or that can give us cause for concern or pain. I think we're actually going to only just slow ourselves down and disallow our so many opportunities that we've had through evolution. I mean, if you start looking, so all these things have grown not just recently. You know, with the re-simulating the economy because of opening up, but how jobs have changed, how commuting has changed, how education and knowledge has changed because of being able to telecommute. Uh, you know, as a teacher, I do think that some students flourished. I mean, the role, the, the data is there. Some students did flourish in the distance learning. Uh, methodology in that whole entire distance learning model we had the past year. Uh, They didn't have to worry about getting up 
you know, and rushing to school. Uh, they actually maybe had food at home as opposed to getting food at school. Uh, they were able to kind of function and work on their own time. Uh, they were able to learn at their own pace. They didn't have to deal with all that chaos, especially in high school. You know, high school is very chaotic uh, because of just status and social stigmas of certain things and things you like and people and all the energy that can be within a high school system. I really think the data shows that kids did well and kids were able to work. Kids were able to do a work on their own time and they were able to help out themselves and their families. So I think like anything else, it's how you look at things and how you're able to maybe take a moment to adjust and look at your place and your purpose, you know? Okay, this is what happened. How can I make the best of it? And some people I think still are, you know, not making the best of it. People still think that their their rights are being infringed. Uh, whether or not they can travel or not is kind of, you know, they feel that, well, that still doesn't give me a full opening. I still have to wear a mask, maybe a certain split places and spaces. So I think a lot of times people kind of, kind of don't look at the overall plan that has been laid out and the overall necessity of looking at your present state and your present situation. And so all of this gets into my biggest topic or my the reason why I wanted to start this season, season three, and want to kind of talk about was perspective. Uh, because I think that is, that's everything right now. And we, we talking about perspectives and how we view things and how we see things and how perspective is shaped as a child, through your childhood experiences, through childhood trauma, through your family, through all those little intricacies that make you, you shape your perspective and how you view things and the innocence of looking at things from a child and then how each year through different types of things that are experienced through media, parents, school, your own education, your own experiences, you constantly shape a perspective of how you're viewing, you know, everything around you. You know, to put on someone else's glasses, to use the quote from To Kill a Mockingbird, you know what the world is like until you watch, until you walk in their shoes. You know, what uh, Atticus says to Scout. It's very interesting because we have become judgmental on perspective in both ways, whether we allow someone to say what they want or if we're offended by what they said. It goes both ways. And I, I'm really, a, I'm starting a new blog series called Travels with Remo, uh, my dog, because he is my traveling companion for the summer due to some circumstances that are partially beyond my control. Uh, my traveling companion uh, is now my dog, and we're going to. We just got back from Los Angeles, and we're going to go to San Diego this weekend, and then later on we're going to go to Joshua Tree and hang out. And I'm really trying to look at a lot of things and looking at how I view them, and not necessarily whether that's wrong, but why do I see things in a certain way? Because we have, you know, we've told we have what the three perspectives or the sides of the story. 
we have one side, we have the other side, then we have the truth somewhere in the middle. You know, that's the old saying. But I think it goes beyond that because, you know, there's that line, you know, don't, don't allow, don't allow me to not speak my truth or don't, don't take my truth from me. I forget the exact quote. I should have looked it up. That's terrible journalism on my part, but I actually just thought about it right now. But, you know, you're disallowing me to speak my truth. Well, but your truth could be from your perspective as opposed to, you know, my truth or my perspective. Uh, you know, it goes back to studying history. You know, so many years, for so many years, uh, history itself was really looking at a book through rose-colored glasses. You know, you never looked at the perspective of the losers, those who were oppressed. For those whose families were ruined, it was all about well, this happened because these guys won a war and they conquered it, and they're the ones that now set the rules, right? So perspective is well, let's look at the other perspective and how people started asking that question. To where you know, there's the idea that if you're studying history now, it may upset you, it might offend you, it may make you think about your place and your purpose in history, because. That's what happens when you look back. I, I, if you actually think about this perspective, sometimes the worst thing you can do is look back because it can, might make you depressed because your perspective on that is from what you experience. Your perspective on that is what, what fucked you up instead of having that perspective of well, what did you learn? Having that perspective is what caused that, what emotion caused that, what action caused that what led to that was i thinking from my ego was i in my higher self so you know all these things that are happening you know judgments and again i'm not even i'm not calling out specific groups or certain incidents because it's not in my place but i want us to maybe all look back on are they all perspective you know you've seen all those images you know what do you see is it a elephant with four legs is an elephant with five legs is it five lines is it three lines you know all that stuff you know it's all about perspective how do you see what's going on you know if you're growing on twitter and you're offended you should ask yourself why are you offended why are you angry what emotion is it triggering what's your perspective on that situation it's 140 characters should you be angry Even if someone did say something about a situation that you disagree with, why would you respond? Should you respond? Should you have dialogue with that person? What is the perspective that you'd like to take? And I feel that we try to talk to our kids, you know, as teachers, we talk to our students about having that perspective, looking at things from alternative points of views, and then, you know, we go out and we do the opposite is you know I'm not saying politics would be so much better off but what if that was part of the whole political you know forum was perspectives of each side we debate each side but I think we're filled with counter arguments as opposed to not compromising but seeing what someone's saying like, I, I can disagree with you and we can still be friends. And I really think people 
have a set a mindset now that you either agree with me or you don't. And if you don't, we can't be friends. And why? Why is that? Where does that come from? Is it because of the social media age? Is it because of people everyone want to speak their mind? Is it ever, because everyone feels that their opinion is only right? And again, people will look at one event and have three different takes on it. People are going to look at it from three different views, depending on what you may be were taught, what you believe, family, religion, what you know. If you're a male or a female. You know, if you're non-binary, everything is going to be affect your perspective. And yet, we don't teach perspective. We don't allow perspective. You know, we instruct. Let me rephrase. The methodology of education is: this is the answer in this book. Reply to the answer. Give the answer, as opposed to, well, how do you interpret it? You know, I have students, and I ask them, "Well, what do you think?" And they're like, they look at me like I'm insane. Kids should not be looking at you like you're crazy. They're crazy if we ask them, "Well, what do you think? What is your perspective?" And it's so hard when you're seeing freshmen, you know, 14, 15 year olds. You ask them, well, "What do you think?" and they they can't respond. It's I don't know. Now again, I know there's so many other. I'm not just saying that's the only reason why they're kids and kids sometimes just don't want to engage. They're reading you. Do they trust you? Can they trust you? You know, they again their perspective. Everyone that we've ever told them, "What do you think?" has yelled at me, yelled at me, given me shit. So again, I, I I totally respect that. There's a whole entire different realm and different avenue. But I think if you look that. Over 50% of them, they just want to be able to give you the answer without having to think about it, because that's what's been ingrained into them. And then we're telling them, "We'll have develop your own perspective," and it's it's just it's foreign to them. It's a foreign thought. I think, in the end. You know this whole entire perspective ideology that I really want to preach. I know it's like how is it in a belief system? Because it is perspective is a belief system because it's everything. How you view things is your belief. You know it's your hope, it's your it's your faith, it's your perspective of what matters and how people interact and how people share stories and how people express love and gratitude towards each other. You know it's everything. And when you actually look at people's perspective or understand it, of course, I think you'll be happier, and you make them happier because you're being,、uh, you're reciprocating how you want to be treated. You know, we need to give people that respect of what their perspective is, and it's funny because sometimes. People, you can either be so accepting to someone's perspective that people might not think you're deep, or that you're emotional, or that you're,、um, or that you're just pacifying or placating them. It, but it's like, well, why am I going to argue with someone or get into it if that's what you believe? May I tr- maybe try to change your opinion? Possibly. Could I actually be a little bit more? Uh, 
verbal and communicative towards, well, this is what I think. But, you know, sometimes you, you maybe you just have a feeling that someone is set in their ways, not making an assumption. You just have that feeling because you have had a conversation with them. You've had experiences with them and you kind of feel, well, that's who they are. And you try to give them a different perspective is not validating their feelings, not validating their belief. So I guess I want to just leave you with this idea that perspective really is, I think, the biggest thing right now that uh that we can understand because that's it's shaping everything it's all about perspective it's shaping our political race it's shaping what is popular on social media it's shaping what's popular on all streaming devices uh it's all perspective and maybe our is your perspective being skewed by others outside forces by friends what are those perspectives being shaped by are they your own how many times are you actually trying to understand your own perspective, shaping your own perspective through your own experiences and your own attitudes. So I want to leave you with that with this today. Again, got my blog, Travels with Remo. Uh, I'll link that in the description. It's also, of course, on my Facebook link. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, uh, and I'll kind of be updating that a little bit more frequently because I'm going to write it uh, you know, during my travels and, of course, uh, when I get back. So have a great day. I'm glad, of course, we are, we're halfway through the year. Crazy but true, halfway through the year. Got through 4th of July. Uh, by the way, fireworks and dogs don't mix. Even you know, 100, large 115-pound German Shepherds are big babies with fireworks. And I can't blame them because they probably freak them out. Or actually, they do freak them out, not probably. So have a great rest of your day. Have a great Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to watch some Euro Cup in about an hour. Italy, Spain, very excited. Viva Italia. It's my squad. So really excited to see what happens. And uh, enjoy the rest of your summer, man.